Hi, and welcome to the Unashamedly Human podcast, a podcast created to help you get out of your head and into your life. That is, if you want to have more fun, freedom, happiness, peace of mind, and success whilst squeezing the juice out of every area of your life. Join Jackie Ford every Thursday and listen in to her warm Scottish tones, wise heart and wonderful sense of humour as she interviews guests and discusses what it means to be unashamedly human. Hi everyone and welcome to the Unashamedly Human podcast. My name is Jackie Ford. I am a coach, mentor and trainer living in Scotland and working globally. My voice may sound slightly different today. I am recovering from flu. Um, a nasty little virus that hit me quite unexpectedly and took me on a journey of insight, growth, and evolution. Today's podcast is a reminder of the beauty of the human experience, no matter how it's being served up to us. Some of you may know that earlier in January, I travelled to Los Angeles quite a journey, quite a big flight. And I was traveling over there to work with one of my mentees, Mia, but also to meet up with friends, family and clients. So I was going there to work, rest and play. I traveled with my laptop, my iPad, my iPhone, and I even traveled with my podcasting microphone and any of you out there who use (laughs) a podcasting microphone you'll know that it is not a light thing to carry. So in my mind I was completely ready to work hard, to, to create, to transform, to have this incredibly wonderful experience when I was in Los Angeles both in terms of moving my my business forward but also moving the lives forward of the people that I met and I was working with. So travel, traveling to LA had its usual, (laughs) its usual delays and difficulties. You know, flights are delayed, luggage gets lost. Um, I love watching people. I love watching other people respond and react to all of these little speed bumps that really there's nothing we can do about. So for me, travel is this beautiful space that's kind of second nature to me. I just rest in travel mode. I rest in mind. Um, Whatever happens is going to happen and there's nothing, nothing I can do about it. It's totally out with my control. You know, some people call that, you know, living in a feeling of que sera, sera, what will be, will be. And I love resting in that space as often as possible. (laughs) And it's lovely watching other people not rest in that space. So the journey was eventful and interesting. And when I got to LA, I was staying at first in an Airbnb, which was just a lovely little space with a gorgeous pool and these gorgeous views all over the West Hills um, in Los Angeles. And that's where I was working with Mia for a few days. And, And I was excited for that. And I woke up the next day after having quite a decent sleep and I started to feel quite unwell. And I just put it down to, oh, I'm dehydrated. Oh, 
I'm tired, you know, the usual, all these lovely excuses that you make about why you're feeling the way that you're feeling. And the interesting thing for me was I couldn't think away whatever it was I, I was feeling. It just, it, I felt rubbish. I really felt unwell. And as the day progressed and Nia came along, it occurred to me what was happening to me was I was coming down with flu. And Mia already had flu and she wasn't feeling terribly good either. But we rested in each other's company and we did what we could and we had a, a lovely time together. But as the day went on, I started to feel progressively worse and worse very tired, my eyes were aching, my body was aching. And when Mia left me, I, I walked in to the apartment again. And I was walking way over to the side, like I had some kind of inner ear imbalance. I couldn't stand up straight. And the next thing I knew, I woke up about four hours later, feeling even worse than I'd felt beforehand. I'd obviously crashed out, fainted. I don't know what happened. I'm grateful that I landed on the bed and not on the, the floor, the tiles of the floor. It was very, very interesting. And I don't know if you, like me, when you have a virus or when you have some kind of cold or illness, there's a natural tendency to rest in a lower state of mind, a state of mind that can often make whatever you're thinking look and feel more real than it would appear if you were feeling 100%. So as the days progressed, this feeling of a low mood and this feeling of tiredness, um, incapacity, was weighing heavily on my mind. I had all sorts of, of judgments jump in about, you brought all your equipment, you're meant to be creating, you're meant to be uh, finishing off this online course you're creating, you're meant to be writing your book, you're meant to show up 190% for Mia, if that was even possible. And I was giving myself one hell of a hard time, which wasn't making me feel any better. In fact, it was making me feel even tireder, even more unwell. My body wanted to rest. My mind, my brain wanted to rest. Mind was encouraging me to slow down. Not just physically, but intellectually as well. And I had this preconceived idea in my head that wasn't what I was going to do when I was in LA. I had all these things to do. I had family to meet. I had friends to meet. I had clients to work with. I had my apprentice to work with. And that I wasn't allowed 
to rest in whatever it was I needed to rest in to feel better. The beautiful thing about this understanding of the principles is when you live life understanding where your experience is coming from with an internal barometer or GPS that is always guiding you via a feeling. You manage to see things more clearly, more quickly. So you have a tendency to notice, to observe, to become the observer of your experience rather than be the experience in itself. This understanding has given me this grace and a willingness to live in a new way that isn't about me or my previous habits, my addictions or my conditioning and my beliefs. It's an invitation to interface with a completely new life. And what I got to see in that experience of being thousands of miles away from home, really, really quite unwell, it's the worst experience of flu I've ever had, to be alone and not in my normal circumstances, to have had expectations that I couldn't fulfill. Showed me something so completely new and fresh about my human experience. There was a grace. And by a grace of, of understanding my experience, there was an ability for me to move through it, to move through it with a smoothness and an elegance once I saw what was happening. So I started not to get caught up in what I was thinking. I started to be able to, to let go of the judgments that I had about what I thought I was meant to be doing versus what I was capable of doing in the moment. And with that, there was an elegance of resting, resting in mind, resting in that higher knowing, wisdom, that everything was okay. It was always okay. And that I didn't need to suffer more by pushing against what was actually happening to me. Life was unfolding exactly the way that it was meant to unfold. And as I approached this experience gently, I realised I was being mentored by mind. And I was being gently and humbly invited to see this misunderstanding of the true nature of thought that I was experiencing. 
with humility, grace, and also with humour. Rather than the judgement and the fear and the anger that I was experiencing when I fought against what was actually happening to me. So we've looked at what is grace and grace is this ability to, to move through something with elegance, a smoothness, seeing my experience and knowing where that experience was coming from. So in my travel plans, in my experience of traveling to LA, I could see that even though all of this was going on around me, my experience wasn't coming from that. It was coming from how I was perceiving and thinking about my experience. And what I found with this understanding is always to look towards the true nature of thought rather than the content of what I'm thinking. When I look towards the content of what I'm thinking, so these judgments about I'm not doing enough, I'm here to work, I'm here to meet family, and I'm not able to do that, and this isn't fair, and God, I hate this, and why do I feel so unwell, and I want to be home, I want to cuddle Jerry, I hate feeling like shit which I did fall into at the beginning until I saw what I was doing. I saw that I was falling into the content of what I was thinking rather than the true nature of thought. The true nature of thought is that all thoughts impersonal, it's transient. It comes and it goes. I was in a lower state of mind, a lowered state of consciousness. And in that Lord state of consciousness, it's so easy for me and for you to get lost in the content of what we're thinking. But when you're able to see that, it's beautiful and it's funny. I'm always grateful when I have moments of lucidity, moments where I can see my experience clearly. And therefore, I don't have to suffer or fight against what is. And during that experience in LA, what I was grateful for was the humility in which that understanding, that grace was given to me. And it's always available in that way. So when you look at, you know, what, what is humility? And when you look at the dictionary definition of, of what humility is, they say it's the quality of having a modest or a low view of one's importance. And that always makes me smile because that's the way I used to see it. The way that I see it now is humility is the quality of having a modest or low view of how I am creating my experience of life in the moment, of what thought is telling me, of the information that I'm being given.
And humility comes from the Latin word humilis, which literally means low. I've got a low opinion of what I'm thinking moment to moment. <laughs> I really do. And it's so beautiful not to take your thought processes so seriously. Take a moment to think about times in your life when you haven't been well or you've had these thoughts and expectations of how you think something should turn out versus how it actually turns out. And I wonder how often you've had an experience like I just had in LA where you gave yourself a hard time, where you took your experience so seriously and you fought against what was actually happening versus resting. Resting in what's happening. Understanding your state of mind. And having that grace and the humility to notice noticing your human experience. It's in moments like this that I am so grateful, that I feel so unashamedly human, I really do, that this is just part, it's part of this rich tapestry of being, being a human being. psychologically and spiritually. And Sid Bank's message of hope and this understanding is that when we learn to live in harmony with both our psychological nature and our spiritual nature, we learn to live really live, live life with, with humour and elegance and humility and a gracefulness and a passion for every experience. And not to label these experiences as either good or bad. They are experiences there to teach you, there to help you see something new about yourself and other people. It's an invitation to engage with this limitless energy that surrounds us, to remove ourselves from our addiction to thought about our circumstances. It's a space of unconditional surrender. You see, the world has nothing else to give you. What it has is an invitation for you to give whatever it is you know to whoever is in front of you, to teach them about what you're learning about your human experience so that they too can learn more deeply about their own. Enjoy, oh my God, enjoy being unashamedly human. It's a gift. Trust me. You could be larger than life, bigger than the world, living out the hopes and dreams.
Oh, 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 oh,